And speaking of being re-embedded into New York culture, I was actually featured on the news, on the local news here. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to Living Color Abroad. I'm your host, Angel Rodriguez. And in this episode, you'll be listening to me discussing my time back in New York City. I'm going to give you an update on all things moving back to New York. I take you through the trials and tribulations of trying to find an apartment in New York City, which I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. It's definitely not for the faint of heart. (laughs) Um, I also tell you about just my adjustment here, um, what it's like being near family and friends again, what it's like to miss my friends back in Costa Rica and just miss Costa Rica, and what it's like to work back in New York City and in the school that I'm at. Just all things getting readjusted and some culture shock sprinkled in. (laughs) Hope you enjoy. This is A Living Color Abroad. So let's begin. Um, First and foremost, I'm recording this in a different way than when I used to record back in Costa Rica. In Costa Rica, I had like a little walk-in closet where I could just put the mic down and I could stand and do an episode and I didn't have to hold the mic. So it was kind of like a perfect place. And also acoustically, it was great as well. Now I'm doing this from my bedroom and I don't have like a desk to put this on as of now. (laughs) So I'm kind of just holding the microphone um, as I do this. So I don't know if acoustically is better. Maybe it is, maybe it's not, but um, I guess some people will let me know. And yeah, so this is just this is just feels different. It feels strange. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, in more ways than one, obviously, I'm not recording this in in uh, Costa Rica. This is the first episode ever. No, no, that's not a lie. It's a lie. But it's the first episode that I record <laughs> while living in New York City. Um, so first time for everything, right? But anyway, let's get right to it. So I want to take you uh, to the beginning, uh, literally, literally a month ago, almost to the date, probably I think July, yeah, July 28th is when I arrived in New York. And let me just tell you, before I even got on that plane, packing up my apartment in Costa Rica um, was sad. I mean, that's just what, <laughs> there's nothing else, it was nothing else to, to say, it was sad. Um, you know, I packed up my stuff. Um, I don't think that, like I, it didn't hit me. Obviously, in the moment I was packing up, you know, I, I gave the keys to the landlord. You know, I'm on my, I'm in an Uber uh, taxi on the way to the airport, and it's when I'm waiting for my flight. And you know, I checked some of my bags. I obviously talked, talk, brought a lot of stuff with me my whole life, and like four pieces of luggage. And um, and I'm on my phone, and I'm you know I'm. I'm about to post an Instagram post, you know, with uh, certain pictures of my time in Costa Rica. And that's when it hit me. Literally, as I'm like writing the post, as I got the pictures, I, I just started to break down. <laughs> and I knew I was going to cry. And I even I even said, if you listen to the past episode, which you haven't, you should listen to. I knew I was going to cry. I just, I knew it. I didn't know when, but I knew it was going to happen. And... I probably would have preferred to happen at home and not in the airport <laughs> in public. <laughs> but this one was hard because it wasn't just like, you know, I wasn't sobbing or anything, but I was tearing up a lot and it was kind of hard to stop the waterfall. <laughs> Let's try my best. 
So, um, but you know, it was um, again, it was it was very bittersweet. And it was sad because you know, as I looked through these pictures, these amazing pictures that I took, not because I took them. I mean, I think I'm all right with the camera, but but also just the beauty that I saw, and then not just the beauty in the nature, but also the people that I share these experiences with. Um, shout out to all all there's too many to name, but it just it, like closer we just flashed through my eyes in that moment. I'm like, wow, so much has happened in four years. And four years is not nothing either, you know? But it went by like that, like a snap of your finger. It was here and it was gone. And excuse background noise of New York City, this probably was gonna happen a lot more frequently than Costa Rica where you just might hear rain or something else. But um, yeah, so that um, that's that was like the crazy part for me. Um, you know, once I had had that cry. I think I was all right on the plane, you know, I arrive in New York and, you know, thankfully shout out to Jesenia and Mike who housed me in, um, in, in their house. And I was there for two weeks or like a week and a half. And I was commuting to work, not work, not a like, not like teaching. It was professional development. And so that wasn't easy. <laughs> I was commuting like an hour and a half <laughs> to work and that was rough, but listen, I had to do what I had to do. And um, in the meantime, I was looking for an apartment. But before I even get into the trial and tribulation of finding an apartment, I want to just tell you what it was just like just to be back at work, to be back in a company that I used to work with before in the past and see familiar faces. I felt very welcome. That was like the, that was like the first feeling I felt, honestly. Seeing faces that I knew, people were happy that I, people were shocked. Honestly, that I was back. Some people didn't expect to see me because I didn't tell them, so they were like, it was "Like they saw a ghost." They're like, "What the hell are you doing here?" <laughs> so that was kind of cool to, to surprise a lot of people. But people were excited to have me back um, within the network, which is, of course, is a good feeling. People still, you know, spoke highly of me. You know, in terms of what I can do with, you know, being a teacher, teaching music, which obviously made me feel good. Um, Excuse me if the audio goes in and out. It's hard for me to get accustomed to holding a microphone the entire time. But um, yeah, so that was cool. So I just felt welcomed, you know. And it was um, again, it was still an adjustment though because the network I work in is very different than um most schools, I would say. So it was an adjustment to like you know remember all the things I learned from years past, um, from when basically when I started teaching until year five, and then being four years removed from that, being in Costa Rica. But um, but yeah, that that was good. That was cool, and um, and yeah, and then now to finding an apartment, which is probably the hardest struggle <laughs> of my entire month being here. Um, I'm not gonna take you through the whole thing of because if I talk about, it, I'm probably gonna get the depressed again. But just to let you know, um, I was looking at apartments literally every day. The day I arrived, I arrived like at midnight. The next day, I was looking at an apartment. I was looking at an apartment every single fucking day. Excuse my language, but it was frustrating. Every single day I was looking at apartments in New York City. And of course I knew rent is expensive. Everyone knows New York City is expensive. I just didn't realize how expensive things have gotten here. Like ridiculously so. I was even shocked by how expensive very small studio apartments are. And I was like, wow. Even though I'm making a decent salary, this is going to cost me a pretty penny. And I'm going to have to budget really well if I want to live in a decent area and in a decent apartment. So I'll tell you one thing that happened to me. Um, I 
found a place that I liked that was near work. I could walk to work, probably like a 25 minute walk. And I'm like, yeah, I think this is it. And uh, I did it through like a broker, no fee broker. For those that know brokers, obviously the person that is like the intermediate intermediary between the landlord and and yourself, the prospective tenant. And so, um, you know, the broker spoke to the landlord. We agreed on a price, and I'm like, great, fantastic. And then the broker comes back to me a day later, saying that the landlord wants more money. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Didn't we just didn't we just agree on this price? And she's like, yeah, I don't know what is wrong with them. Um, this is this is not professional. And she was upset. I was upset. And I was just waiting on them to like, you know get their mind right and agree to the first price they said they said to, but that never happened. And I'm kind of glad that happened because I didn't want to work with scumbags like that that agree on something and then try to, you know, raise the price later. So that fell fell through, which was, again, still frustrating. And then I was looking at apartments, looking at apartments, and then I found this nice one-bedroom apartment, you know, smallish one-bedroom apartment uh, in Brooklyn in the neighborhood of Bed-Stuy, and I was the first one to see it. I'm like, all right, I'm putting a deposit down. Let's, let's go. And I filed the paperwork and I got it. Two weeks after me looking at apartments, I was very pleased. Even though I have not had hot water for like <laughs> more days than I've been here, which is a whole nother story. I have hot water now, thankfully. You know, knock on wood, it's uh, fixed permanently. But there were multiple days I went without hot water, which is very frustrating in this completely new building. Um, and yeah. I have a balcony though, which is nice. I had a balcony in Costa Rica. I have a balcony here in New York, which is kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. I know I won't be using it as much as Costa Rica given the weather patterns here, but nonetheless, I have a balcony. <laughs> but I'm not going to be able to walk to work. It's a 30 minute walk though. It's, it's quite a walk, but I'm like, I got to do it so I can one, walk three miles a day, hopefully stay in shape and also save money. <laughs> I'm not picking a MetroCard. Um, to take the train or the bus. But anyway, you know, I can get a bike or, I don't know, a rollerblade, but we'll see what I do. But anywho, that's been my time finding an apartment, um, which is was, was a struggle, but thankfully things are picking up. I like it here. It's nice. It's quiet, It's um, which is shocking, honestly, for New York, but I barely hear anything at night, which is, again, knock on wood, it's pretty cool. But anyway... Um, so yeah, so that was that finding an apartment. Now let me take you into like the days of, you know, adjusting just in general to just living in New York from Costa Rica. Um, one thing I noticed is how much people are New Yorkers. here. <laughs> it's, it's kind of wild how much, you, that's the thing. Like I was used to being the New Yorker at my school, right? Like I, everyone looked at me as like the angel, such a. Angel is a prototypical New Yorker. And then I come here and I'm like, oh, damn. Damn. I'm not on that level like this person or that person. And I'm just surrounded by, obviously, predominantly, and there goes the ambulance. If you don't hear an ambulance in New York, and not in New York City. That's what I get for saying it's been quiet the whole time. Um, so I hope you love this ambiance of New York. But anywho. <laughs> So yeah, so just in general, uh, you know, realizing how much people are New Yorkers and talking to people while, you know, what part of, you know, I'm, I mean, my new colleagues, obviously, at my new school. So it's like, well, what part of New York you're from? And most people are from New York, obviously. Obviously, you have some people that are from out of state, but for the most part, most people you work with are from New York City, which is cool. I'm not going to lie, it's cool, but it's definitely, I'm not going to lie, I do miss uh, having colleagues from all over the world. And, I mean, my school in Costa Rica, it was 
you know, most of them were Costa Rican, but they were, that was some from Canada, some from obviously the States, a lot from the States, but different part of the United States, which was cool. You know, it wasn't, and again, I was one of maybe two New Yorkers while the rest from other parts of the States. Obviously you work for some British people as well. So um, it was, I don't want to make it seem like this is super diverse staff um, in terms of like nationalities and places around the world, but you know, I would say it's more diverse than, <laughs> in terms of nationality. You know, the colleagues that I work here um, in New in New York, ethnically, is diverse, more diverse than Costa Rica, I would say. But uh, nationality wise, it's uh, it was more diverse in Costa Rica. But anywho, um, yeah. So that that you know that was um, that was that that's been interesting and cool to kind of be embedded back in like New York culture, New York lingo <laughs> all that all that stuff's been kind of cool and it's made me feel comfortable honestly um because i know what it's like to live here i know what it's like to interact with people from here so that's been kind of cool and speaking of being re-embedded into new york culture i was actually featured on the news on the local news here uh news 12 brooklyn i was interviewed um about working at the school that i'm at and um, the way that happened was my school contacted uh, New South Brooklyn because um, they wanted to obviously feature the school. It's a brand new school in uh, in Brooklyn, and so it worked out for both parties, I guess. <laughs> they have something. They have something to cover. The school wants some promotion. The school wants some promotion, and I didn't know I was going to be interviewed. It's not like I had. I didn't. I wasn't able to prep for this. Like literally, I knew the news was coming. But then the day of, in the morning, uh, my uh, principal says, uh, yeah, um, you're going to be interviewed. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah. She's like, we want you to do it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I've never been on the news before. So I'm like, this is going to be very interesting. Um, and so it's funny because I wasn't, so I'll say this. I wasn't shocked when I was selected. Not because it's like, oh, yeah, of course you chose me. It was because a week, like two weeks prior Two weeks prior, um, the network that I'm a part of, they have their own like media team. And they sent a couple of people two weeks ago to interview certain teachers and they selected me to do it. And I guess they liked what I did for that interview. And they're like, okay, I guess this guy's a good representation of our school and would do a good interview. And so that's probably played a factor. I, I'm, I'm guessing, no one told me that, but I'm guessing that's what it was. So yeah, so, you know, I was chosen and this guy, you know, sounds very news, you know, news, voice he's like so yeah so we'll, we'll, we'll do an interview here and uh, you know like that typical news voice newscaster voice you hear <laughs> and so i was nervous you know i mean i never i've never been on the news so you know get the microphone in front of you and um and of course it wasn't edited much like after i saw the, the final role you know they asked me a whole bunch of questions and we even uh i did like a little demo lesson with him and the students we got some shots of that. It was just really cool. Like I felt, <laughs> I felt really cool seeing myself on the news. And you know, obviously, I posted on like a social media, and people were like, "Damn, you've been in New York just a month, and you're already on the news." <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Um, it was, it was a fun experience. I would love to do it again. And and the guy even said, the the reporter, he's like, "Hope to see you again." I'm like, "Yeah, same." <laughs> But anywho, um, you know, that, that's been obviously the positive stuff, you know, in terms of moving back to New York. But, you know, there's also, you know, a little bouts of, you know, reverse culture shock that I knew I would experience. Um, I guess the part where it's been a, more of a culture shock, I would say, um, has been the Spanish aspect of it. Um, it's interesting how 
this happens to me is funny. Um, when I've gone to like, you know, buy fruit from like a fruit stand or something, I, most people that work fruit stands are Latino. Um, I've gone there and, you know, I'm speaking some in Spanish. But one thing I would say, and if if you live in Costa Rica or you're from Costa Rica and listening to this, you're going to laugh at this. But in Costa Rica, when someone asks for something, they don't say, uh, can you please give me this? They literally say the translation of, can you please gift me this? Uh, me puede regalar o me regalas. And regala is to gift. But in Costa Rica, they don't literally mean to gift. It's just like a nice way of saying, yeah, can you please, can you, can you give me this? And so that's only used in Costa Rica. I've never heard that anywhere else. And so that's been, that, that's been stuck in my brain. So what I, what has happened to me multiple times now, when I've gone to these little uh, markets and little fruit stands, I'll tell the guy in Spanish, uh, me puede regalar, you know, esto, you know, can you please gift me this? And they look at me like, regalar, like, I ain't, I'm not going to just give you something for free. And then I'm like, pause, I'm like, no, 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 just give it to me. <laughs> okay, dámelo. So uh, it's, it's interesting getting stuck with like Costa Ricaisms um, back in New York. And I don't know how I'm going to get rid of that. And I've also had to stop myself from saying pura vida on multiple occasions. Thankfully, I've not said it. I've thought it, but I have not said it <laughs> when I'm talking to people in Spanish. When I've spoken to people in Spanish, excuse me. Um, and But uh, yeah, that's that's been funny, I would say. And then the other culture shock I would say is that there's just days that I just miss Costa Rica. Like talking to people from Costa Rica is when I really miss it, you know? Like sure, looking at pictures and seeing people's, you know, social media feeds. But it's more when I talk to people either through text, uh, over the phone. And that's where I really miss it. And like what made me kind of sad, but you know, I guess good in a way, <laughs> is when um, I was, you know, I recently got back to New York and I know they started working at the school in Costa Rica and I had multiple people hitting me up saying, Angel, you know, you're missed. We miss your laugh. It's not the same without you. And of course, that makes me feel sad because, like, damn, it's not the same without them either. But also good that I left that kind of impression on them, <laughs> that, you know, that they missed my maniacal laugh and, you know, and so that, 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 you know, it feels sad and good at the same time, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to, to express. Um, but that's the way I try to be um, with, with anyone that I meet and that I work with, engage with. I try to be positive, easygoing, and just a good time to be around, hopefully. So, um, so yeah, so that was, kind of, again, that was kind of sad. I'm like, ah, yeah, you better miss me. <laughs> but, um, and then being here in New York is kind of interesting because, you know, I'm meeting new, my completely new colleagues, completely new colleagues I've never worked with. And then they notice that in me almost immediately. They're like, "Why, wow, Andrew? You're always laughing, man. Are you ever? Are you ever mad? You're like always smiling." And that's not like a front. That's the way I try to be. That's the thing that people, if you know me, that's how I try to be. Like honestly, it's not that. Oh, when I'm not outside with people, I'm like moping and sad. I try to be positive. I try to be, you know, easier said than done. But that's the way I try to carry myself. And especially because I'm extroverted. I, people give me energy. And I think that's what happens when I'm like around people. When I'm alone is not as much, obviously, but when I'm around people, I get energy from people. And I think that's what happens. I like making people feel good. Therefore, I feel good. And it just makes for a, you know, a pleasant, <laughs> pleasant, a pleasant environment, I would say. Um, so it's cool that colleagues notice that in me immediately after just a couple of weeks of working with them. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's, you know, so I hope to carry that light, you know, wherever, wherever I go. 
And but it's also been nice to have been welcomed back by, you know, again, by family and friends, you know. I'll I'll stick with the friends for now, I'll talk family in a little bit. But just like friends welcome me back, you know, and again, people that I've known for years, right? Like you more than I know longer than I know people in Costa Rica. People that know me for since my childhood, you know, that's that's that feels good, you know. It feels good because, you know, these people know you in and out, basically. And um so that's nice. But again, it's 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 just interesting to be back in that in the day-to-day of that. And um <clears throat> in terms of family, um, is of course it's been awesome to thank God for my family. They housed me for the first two weeks I've been here. I would have to have been renting out Airbnb or something. Um, but shout out to, you know, my my family for housing me and just, you know, being there for me and just being very supportive and also obviously my mom, my, my parents. And my family, you know, in, in upstate New York, where you know they gave me household essentials when I first uh, moved uh, moved back, you know, asking me how I'm doing. So you know, people people care, and that's nice to see. But you know, the one thing that I feel that um, some people don't understand, and I and is like that it is an adjustment period. Um, some people are very aware of it because I've said it to them <laughs> i'm like yo i'm adjusting and you know some others i think it's, it's hard for them to kind of comprehend but when you've been away for four years um in a culture that's very different from new york city uh, that being costa rica um it's it's not easy to get accustomed to being here again um because new york is like i've said before it's a whole nother animal so the good thing about adjusting here i would say is the fact that i like my job you know, that makes it, you know, I love the kids already. Like, I love already that I'm, I'm already building a relationship with the kids that I work with. And, you know, kids give me hugs after school saying they love music. And it's just, that just makes me feel, that I can't explain how good that feels. That I have this impact with kids wherever I go. And that is what makes me love teaching, honestly. Um, and then also I'm getting started on, on D, being a DEI facilitator, diversity inclusion facilitator, sorry, diversity and inclusion facilitator with another colleague at school and we're heading a professional development sessions on that, which again, I want to do and I'm doing that. I'm gonna be a new teacher's coach, instructional coach, because I've been teaching for a long time and they're the first year. So I get to be like a mentor to somebody. So there's a lot of positive things going on at work, building community, building uh, good relationships with people. And so that's been nice. It's been long hours, but it's been, it's been nice. Like I enjoy going to work and that's something that I really hope remains the same. Um, I guess the hard part is obviously the weather, you know, not that it's been bad weather, but like, you know, we're still in August, so it's, you know, 75, 85, stuff like that. But, you know, those days where it's really cloudy, those days where it's rains, um, and Costa Rica, I know 90% of the mornings are very sunny <laughs> all the time with palm trees all around. It's not exactly what you get here. And also stinks in New York still. Uh, it's a very stinky city. Costa Rica smells like freaking, I don't know, just the, like after it rains, the fresh of greenery everywhere. Um, it does not smell like that here when it rains, unfortunately. So that, that's that been a, that's been an adjustment, but I plan to Costa Rica find my apartment with uh, lots of plants. Uh, I need somebody to help me with that. And uh, yeah, just pictures of Costa Rica and just, you know, overall greenery to make me feel like I'm back there in a, in a way. Also, let me tell you about, um, there was, and again, you know, I always go on tangents and just start rambling. So please bear with me as I just do, do this off the cuff. 
But um, there was this moment where um, I was feeling kind of sad. Just like I was home and I felt kind of like out of it. And I'm like, let me go on YouTube. Let me put this Costa Rica montage of in 4K. Excuse me, in 4K, um, you know, and just watch this video, this video montage of Costa Rica. You know, like, you know, like those random videos that people put on. So let me see this. And I put it on and it was just beautiful, like absolutely breathtaking. And again... I started to tear up because <laughs> the, the images and videos that I was seeing are places that, I, are places that I've seen personally. So, of course, I could go and think back in those moments where I saw those same beautiful waterfalls, volcanoes, hanging bridges, hummingbirds, toucans, whatever the case may be, in person. And I, can, and I literally closed my eyes when I was sitting down on the couch listening to like this soft piano music over the montage. Um, and I can like literally transport myself there. And it felt so peaceful, like it really did. And I think, of course, I felt sad in the moment, but I also felt kind of like, you know, like a, like a deep breath of like, Angel, it's all right, man. Like, it's all right, you're adjusting. This is not easy, you know, be, be patient with yourself, be kind to yourself, you're doing good. And so I think I'm gonna do that more often because again, the one thing I spoke with my therapist about, if you listen to my past episode, I do see a therapist. I plan to see, do virtual sessions with her while she's in Costa Rica. <laughs> um, is the fact that my question to her was, and how do I keep, you know, maintain inner peace, something that I had in Costa Rica? Again, not fully, of course, but, you know, to some degree, how do I maintain that um, here? And I think the way I do that is by meditating. By, you know, just whether it is looking at a montage of Costa Rica or whatever the case may be and closing my eyes and imagining myself there again. Not there again to, to be like, I don't want to be here, but there again because it it like just resets me, you know, resets myself, my, my inner being and kind of just like, you know, I could breathe it out, whatever stress I have for the day or whatever I'm thinking about that's future related, I could just breathe it out and be good again. And, um, and that, again, that was the one time I already did it, but it was helpful. And so, um, you know, I think I'm going to do that more often. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's a, again, it's a very interesting time because, again, it's only, it's only been a month. And I'm even thinking back to when I was a month into living in um, Costa Rica. And it was obviously also hard, you know? So, um, it's just, I mean, I'm thinking about it literally in real time, like the differences and similarities, but I guess, you know, the, the reverse culture shock is, all, is always going to be a thing. But I I feel like I've learned so much about being in Costa Rica and coming back that it almost feels like I'm where I need to be, you know? Like it almost, it, it almost feels like that for real. Like it really does. Like I'm... Again, not going with it, it continues this way, but I'm I feel like I fit in like a glove at the school that I'm at, like truly like a glove, um, and that's a good feeling to have. Obviously, when it comes to your professional professional life, and my personal life again has been good. Like you know, I'm seeing friends that I haven't seen in, in in quite a while, but again, it's still an adjustment to kind of yo, know, you live here again, yo, like get back in it, get back in it. So, um, yeah, so, you know, it's just, I, I didn't want to talk here forever. You know, I just, I wanted to make sure that I, I did an episode, um, 
And yeah, and in terms of where the podcast is heading, I already got an email from people that I want that want to be on the podcast. Um, so I got to see what makes sense. I do still plan to um, interview people that are living abroad. I think it is going to feel weird for me, obviously, um, to interview people that are abroad while I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that's never going to feel weird because I've never done that. That would be a first. Um, so. <laughs> So that'll be very interesting to see how um, you know how the how my podcasting hat uh, changes or the way I look at it changes a little bit if it changes at all I don't know it's been a while I'm probably a little rusty <laughs> in terms of interviewing uh, people but no nah, man is you know it's, it's been good of course like I said there's been a little rough patches here and there but again such is life and to be expected you know nothing has happened again thankfully whereas like completely taking me for a loop you know i'm like ah that makes sense ah that makes sense oh that doesn't make sense but you know still makes sense at the end of the day so you know i'm just you know taking it day by day um and enjoying my time and hopefully i'm back in costa rica in december for julio and hannah's wedding shout out to julio and hannah i've not bought tickets yet tickets are very expensive but i do plan to be there i'll be remiss if I was not there to celebrate their wedding and also to not be in Costa Rica was absolutely freezing cold in New York in January. So, um, yeah, and I didn't want to talk about cold weather yet because that hasn't happened. And I'm trying to stay positive that I can walk to work in temperate weather. But um, that's all I got, yo. That's my update. I hope you enjoyed this episode of me discussing my last 30 or so days in New York my reacclimation, as I like to call it, <laughs> back into city living, New York living, back home. Um, yeah, and you know, there's not much to say. Um, I do plan on being more consistent though with the podcast. Um, I'm trying to get back into the groove of things, as you guys can imagine. It is quite an adjustment just moving back, but also just getting into a groove of, of recording, of editing, of interviewing. Again, I haven't done it in a while. <laughs> So I got to make sure um, that, you know, I get back to that groove and I can't keep holding this microphone for 45 minutes while I interview someone. It's just not possible. Um, so so I got to get a, a setup going as well. But um, but yeah, the episodes will be coming out more, more consistently, I hope. Um, I do still plan to interview people that are living abroad, as I said. And yeah, so be on the lookout for that. And if you've been here since day one. I greatly appreciate you. If this is day one now, welcome. <laughs> and for those that are in between. But um, yeah, I still enjoy doing this. And I hope that I continue to enjoy it, honestly. Because it is a labor of love, as you guys know. But um, but yeah, as always, if you like what you hear, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Spotify and any of your other favorite stream platforms. See you next time. This is A Living Color Abroad. Peace.